Oh, greetings here, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. It's a little bit chilly out there without rain. Why don't you come on in? Well, I just started up the fire, so it should be warming up in here pretty quick, but I'll get some food and drink brought around to you in just a second. Why don't you go ahead and sit over there with Wing Over. Oh, greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wing Over Gimbrel. Famous name, bad. Yeah, I'm just enjoying getting a little bit toasty here by the fire. You know, I always wonder, I see you, you have food, you have drinks here, travelers. And you, you're, I know you're this ethereal, misty being coming from different worlds to, to listen to the story of the, the chosen few, but I, I'm just wondering, do you feel like the rain, you feel cold? Like if it's, if it's snowing out, do you get a bunch of snow on you? Because you can't really answer me, can you? It's just this... It's ethereal being listening to me. Sometimes I see your mouth move, but I do not hear a word from you. Oh, well, you know how it is. Magic. <laughs> All right, travelers. So let's see here. We got a, a lovely piece of fan mail before we dive into things. Five stars. This show is outstanding! Exclamation mark. The care in both storytelling and role-playing is inspirational. The chemistry around the table is so pure and inviting, it makes the listener feel like they're sitting at the table with this amazing crew. Double exclamation mark. 10 out of 10 would recommend to anyone. And that was from David Tilstra from the Far Away Podcast. Make sure you definitely give them a listen, travelers. If you, you love a good seafaring crew that loves the goose but also has great drama, then I would definitely suggest you go check away the Far Away podcast or app. All right, travelers, we got someone in here from the... Oh, God, from Battle of Arts. You know, if they could just send... They could send, like, one person, right? Just, like... Oh, hi, I'm just some random human. I can play the, the violin. Like, something like that, right? Send us send us just someone to bring in the sound effects from Battle Bards. Like, the good, but... What? All right, come on up here. You're a zombie, I take it. Yes. I am from BattleBards.com. Go to BattleBards where you can hear me and my brethren written apart the living. You can hear the wails of the dead. Enjoy your sound effects at BattleParts.com Hey, go. Fell apart. Its arm fell off. Get the dustpan. Just go compose over there, I guess, or something. If you want to go back to, like, a grave, bring your arm by. Just, uh, yeah, just go that way. Thank you. Swear, travelers. What is gonna happen next? At least with this story, with MZ, it's fairly predictable. We just got a good Yankee coming home, had a great homecoming, the mother's a lich queen, and Okay, so not super predictable, and the dealing with the hive, and MZ might have made a deal? I don't know, but, you know, the enemy of my enemy of my enemy of my enemy of my enemy. You know how it is. All right, travelers, I don't want to have you waiting too long for this one, because it's exciting. Joining us today, it's Dave Cole from Four Orbs Podcast, filling in for their role, T.I. 
hope you all enjoy this spectacular episode. All hail Prince Emzy. Out. Three. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen Blood. Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. Previously on Baradon Seven Days. Draxir, Kelsar, and Borodon all came back from Kelsar's village, hurtling through a portal. Meanwhile, Clone Rani had successfully made it to the Isle of the Purple Mage, hoping to run into everyone who's supposed to be there. And back at Emzy's home, Emzy was getting ready to work with the Hive as well as his brother Narmak, when all of the party had come crashing into the courtyard of the Gith Yankee Queen. Emzy rushing out there, to make sure that his mother did not get to Borodon, who's covering the chronomancy, severed Borodon's cord, sending him hurtling backwards to face off against a certain robot. The one being that that's been, been searching, searching for, for Borodon, Borodon for so long, long even through a number, number of deaths. TI-426, an inevitable sent by the planet of Mechanus to track down the chronomancer who's been manipulating time and space. Finally, after so long, many failed attempts, and making a number of friends along the way, <laughs> T.I., you have not only saved Christmas, you're here to fight a dwarf. <laughs> T.I., your arm is extended, the gears and wires are whistling with energy as you aim down towards this dwarf, you feel the arcane fuel pump into your system as the Zephyr Strike executable has been loaded. You look down at this golden armed dwarf who has a thumbs up in the air. Fire your shot. Sorry, Borobon. <laughs> you see T.I.'s head twitches to the right a little bit and it kind of cocks, and he's trying to resist this arrow shot because he doesn't really know if this is Borodon. And he says out loud, initializing, scanning, resist, re fire. It's gonna be a 25. 25. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna hit. I'm really sorry, Borodon. Like, as <laughs> I've been hunting you, like, I've become stronger every death. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scary part of inevitables. They just keep getting stronger each iteration. What, you mean the fact that they're inevitable? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <Yeah. laughs> All right. The sneak attack damage was only once. So. 
45 force damage. <laughs> Word on, as you start to lift your head from the rubble and your bleary eyes begin to focus, you see someone, they're standing above you. It's this halfling man. He's going, you wrecked my cart. <laughs> and you're you're trying to form the words of like, what? Like, what are you? And suddenly a bolt just slams in your head and slams it back down into the ground. And you just feel this pain pulse through your body. Actually, everyone roll me initiative. <laughs> We're having a double fight. This like interdimensional initiative. Yeah. First time I ever did that, actually. Okay, I have my powers, or is this just not happening this way? Yeah. So a quick thing, Kelsar, you have... So instead of flames, you now have the choice to make your blade radiant or necrotic. Yeah, I, I, have, I know I have that already. The other one is you can summon your wings uh, to lift you into the air to do an area blast. So it'll cover yeah. a 15-foot square where people have to make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, they will take 3d10 plus your uh, charisma modifier and damage. I got the ever useful natural 20 on uh, initiative. Yeah. <laughs> initiative, yeah. <laughs> got a 20 altogether. I got 18 in total. Ti, what'd you get for initiative? Five. Nice. I'm resisting the attack <laughs> as much as I can. MZ? Uh, 13. Kelsar. Uh, 17. Kelsar, you also have an ability. I don't know what you want to name it. It's basically your Frieza final form. So when you activate this ability, it will last for uh, a number of rounds equal to your charisma modifier. You see that your ring is actually like merged with your finger. It's like you can't take it off anymore. Ooh. But your wings will come out of your body when you enter this form. Your healing abilities will be 50% more effective and your sword will also be more like 50% more effective when doing damage. <laughs> Are you thinking of them dank Frieza memes? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm thinking what I'm going to do. <laughs> Are you summoning your stand? <laughs> I'm just imagining like the, the Frieza's third form and he's just like, so monkey, what do you think of my third form? <laughs> I think really I think really Scott's gonna sue somebody. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let me touch your skin. <laughs> I, I just got the Vegeta's abridged. I've got a lovely bunch of Dragon Balls stuck in my head. I've got a lovely bunch of Dragon <laughs> yes. Balls. Here they are, all sitting in a bunch. So we will start with Ronnie. Ronnie, you are standing there. This green guy, uh, amongst all these other green guys. <laughs> <laughs> he cut something behind the dwarf cool. and he went flying. I'm so fucking confused. Also, I don't... Uh, so there's like uh, a very large demon <laughs> that is standing behind <laughs> MZ as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, he's aiming at my buddy MZ, so... Um, oh, man. Okay, sorry. So what am I target? What, what can I aim at? Just the one guy? Uh, you have, like, about a hundred Githyanki soldiers around you. Um, there's MZ's sister and MZ's brother, who is the pit fiend. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm gonna cast Charm Person on the pit fiend. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna aim at the pit fiend, but then again, <laughs> I should've, because you're Evan. Yeah. Okay, so you cast Charm Person... 
It doesn't work. So you cast this spell, and he glances. Oh, because he's a demon? No, he just passed his save. Oh, okay. He glances at you and everything and goes, Oh, uh, you're the bard. Puh. <laughs> Uh, I still get movement, yeah. so I'm gonna run away. Oh, you're surrounded by like a circle of soldiers. Oh, you no. can try to barrel through them if you want. Is everyone kind of standing in like a circle? Yeah. Can I run into the middle of the circle? Yes. Okay, sweet. <laughs> you rush behind Drax here and Kelsar, and we go from Ronnie to Drax here. Oh God. So just to make sure I understand the situation, we're assuming that we're getting into a fight right now. Uh, sure. That's not assumed. You, you could be. I mean, Ronnie cast a spell. MZ threw a punch. Well, I always cast a spell. That's not... Yeah, that's never true. been in combat before. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to go invisible and run away. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a minute. <laughs> I promise I won't go invisible. I'll do something else. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold my action because I don't. Sure. You know, I feel like it's silly to fight in this situation. We go all the way back to the city of Sanctuary. Bordon, your head hurts. You're like, what the hell? As you're kind of like blearily looking up, a little bit of blood is dripping down your face. A little bit of blood. Well, we're I in don't... an anime fight now, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you have a little <laughs> bit of blood. <laughs> it was half of my HP, but. I mean. Okay, then you have two streams of blood. <laughs> <laughs> As you blearily look up, make me a perception check. Ten. You are looking around, you're like bleary-eyed, you're still trying to concentrate, and you, you don't see him yet. I mean, whatever. I'm just, uh, am I close to, like, a body of water? The docks aren't far. They're maybe, like, three blocks away. You could run to it. Is there, like, a place where I can hide? There are a bunch of buildings around. There are, like, shops, uh, houses. You see there's a tipped-over melon cart, and a halfling is screaming as he's, like, trying to scurry away from you. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> you guys have destroyed his cart three times now. <laughs> One time, Kalsar actually went back and pushed it over during a running game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Saving Private yeah. Ryan when it's, like, that high-pitched <laughs> ringing sound... Everything yeah. just <laughs> one guy <laughs> walks by, picks yeah. up his arm. <laughs> okay, Lucas. So, um, can I use Ironhide and then just start like running away from like this place? One hundred percent, you can. Yeah, Ironhide is way faster than you. So that's what I'm going to do. I just use Ironhide and then start like to run away. So your beautiful steel pony appears, like his fur is like this steel gray. You hop onto him, like clutching onto his mane as Ironhide just picks up on what you want to do and just starts running towards the nearest body of water. Because that's what you're aiming for, right? You're aiming for the docks? Yes. Okay, so he, he starts running. T.I., this pony is fast. As you're just like watching this dwarf, he's like kind of <laughs> hanging onto this pony, and people are screaming and shouting because the you saw the sky light up, and then maybe like 30 seconds later, a dwarf came hurtling from space and smashing the ground, and then people freaked out about that, and then you shot him, and then they're freaking out about that. So then he's riding away on a magical pony. 
I mean, T.I. ran through a vacant void for years, apparently. This is true. I don't think he's very worried about the odd <laughs> happenings <laughs> of this world. That is true. You went into the mirror realm. <laughs> oh, the stories of T.I. So we go from Bordon galloping away to the ocean to Kelsar. Kelsar, you're surrounded by about 100 soldiers, MZ's sister, and there is a pit fiend not far from you. This could be bad. Can I do, like, a distraction to, like, scatter them? Channel my powers and, like, like a stun grenade. Okay, yeah, you could do, like, a flash. I'll say you could do that. Roll me to manipulate your powers. Ooh. I got 24. You try to warn everyone quickly. I will let... Ronnie, Draxier, and MZ make a dexterity saving throw to try to close your eyes in time. Okay, I got a 21. Uh, 19 altogether. Nice. 14. Oh, 14? Okay. MZ, you are the... You're the only one who is caught off guard. As Kelsar, his hand lights up with this ball of light. And he slams it down to the ground... And suddenly it flashes out and your eyes, like you're just sort of seeing stars and you're blinded for a minute. Uh, it'll last just roll 1d4, Kelsar. Four. Four. So, MZ, each round it'll get progressively better, but right now you are blinded for four rounds. Okay. We go from Kelsar to MZ. MZ, you can't see anything <laughs> at the moment. How about those uh, footsteps that I could hear? You hear them a little faster. I just yell at the guards to uh, stand down. Roll me a persuasion check. Nine. You're shouting like, stand down, stand down. But the guards seem just like they were all just blinded with Kalsar's light. And they're all freaking out. And they don't know what's going on. And you just hear a lot of chaos. As we fly back to Sanctuary TI-426, you see a dwarf galloping away on a pony. Okay. A very um, fast one. Yeah. Yes. So we would say that he would have been within 30 feet from this rooftop from me because of Zephyr Strike. Yeah. How far away is he now? Beat is 40 feet, so that's still pretty quick. If he dashed on the uh, horse, uh, that would put him 80 feet away. And a triangular thing will probably say that's about 100 feet away. Yeah. So I dash with my action. And during this dash, I'm running along the rooftops and all of the gears and everything in my arm are coming down. And then a short sword flips out and then a hand crossbow in the other hand. Um, so that gives me 60 feet going parallel. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna then use my bonus action to use cunning action. Yeah, to bend the rules and what, what else? <laughs> I'm just playing my character over time. I'm an assassin. I can't stop it. Uh, so I use my cutting action. I, I yell, you can if you want it. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. <laughs> so I use my cutting action to run an additional... I'll do another dash, yeah. which would total be 120 feet yeah. of running along the rooftops. You're dashing on your dash. Okay. <laughs> These rogues are fast, man. Dash, oh, dash, revolution. God. 
So you are riding on this pony and you look up and this robot just like starts bounding and now he's actually ahead of you. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, I just stopped that in the I want to have like say that like maybe TI has like a loudspeaker mm-hmm. on his shoulder or something yeah. and he says, Borodon, stop in the name of Mechanus Law. You have broken the laws of space and time. You must be executed. Executed. <laughs> Exterminate. Exterminate. I use the same voice effect as Daleks on his voice. <laughs> okay, so we have places that is bigger on the inside. Yeah. We have <laughs> I understand the Doctor Who-ness of my story. <laughs> I've watched a lot of the show. <laughs> okay, so with my free action, I just, you know, flip the bird. <laughs> You'll never get me! <laughs> People are like, I always knew he was a criminal, you know? <laughs> As like four <laughs> Criminal! <laughs> I'll say one more thing. I'll say one more thing. Dave thinks it might trigger Borodon, but I don't know if T.I. would say it, or would know it, but he's still gonna say it. I'm not gonna make this mistake again. I know it's you, Borodon! Ooh... Bordon, as a free action, make me a wisdom check. It's my time to shine. Nat one. Nat oh one? Oh my god. You have no, no idea what this robot's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know even Laz now. I'm like, <gasps> You're like what the fuck? <laughs> Is he just killing people? <laughs> how, how does he even know my name? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? So we go from T.I. up to Ronnie. Ronnie, you're hiding behind Kelsar and Draxir. We're just kind of like holding on, looking around. Kelsar made it suddenly flash really bright. Uh, so you do see that a lot of the soldiers are blinded. Okay. Does it actually look like they're attacking us? Like... It didn't before. Now a lot of them are drawing weapons. Yeah. Okay, well, they're all blinded. I'm going to try and run somewhere where they can't see me. Sure. Uh, I assume there's buildings around that I could, like, get into. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, you have to run through this little courtyard first, but, like, once you get out of it, there's a lot of buildings and stuff. I'm going to run across that courtyard. I assume that's more than 30 feet, but I'll get a a start. If you do, like, your full action, you you could be able to get out of the courtyard. Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. So you, like, barrel past these guards, you're, like, knocking some of them over, and (laughs) you (laughs) just dash right through. You see there's a few buildings, like, some people have their doors open, some are, like, kind of, like, the entrances are into stores, that kind of stuff, as you're just barreling out of this dangerous situation that people just dragged you into. Draxir, there's a lot of blind guards, and you just saw Ronnie take off. Okay, I'm going to cast Invisibility at third level. On myself. Nice. And on MZ. Oh, nice. So I grab MZ and be like, come with me, MZ. And then I'll run along after where Ronnie's going. Nice. All right, you drag him along. And then it goes from Draxir to Borodon. Borodon, you are on that pony. <laughs> Just yelling at a robot. <laughs> 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 okay, so I, I saw him, right? 
Oh yeah. Technically, I'm in front of you now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to hide behind my horse. <laughs> oh, okay. Like the, like the side saddle thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're gonna, like, exactly. cowboy it? <laughs> okay. I need you to make me a, a dexterity No, you don't. You, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you can do an acrobatics. Do an animal handling. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't have any of those. <laughs> Just okay, make a dexterity. I, so then why do? No, can I use animal handling? I mean, um, yeah, use reason. animal handling. Yes. That's gotta be animal handling, right? Can I use my flash of genius across space and be like, Borodon needs to know how to ride a horse side saddle right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got net 20. Lucas, wow. I'm, I'm underneath the horse now. You are the horse. <laughs> Bordon, you remember the stories you were told of many cowboys that ran across the Dragonborn Desert, and you're like, right, of course, finally, I get to be like all those cool people. And you just shift yourself, and T.I., you watch as this dwarf just goes, and he's, he's on the other side of his horse, so now he has partial cover. Oh, I know exactly what I want to do. <laughs> Can we just get to my <laughs> So you did that. We'll count that as your movement. Is there anything you want to do? I do. I have like a, a greater healing potion. Okay, good idea. And then I pop a potion. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, a potion, I mean, it's a free action to drink a potion. Okay, so how, how much would like the gre greater healing potion, like would it heal me? I think it's 44 plus 4. I think 20, if you max. Maybe. It's not a sour cream potion. No, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of that supreme. It's not a supreme taco potion. <laughs> <laughs> so I got 12, which sucks. You feel better. <laughs> uh, I'm stronger than ever. Yeah, you're not bleeding anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Tasted like cherry. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Would protection from evil, like, is... Maybe. Would he be considered... Uh, come on, Lucas. I mean, I just took half half of my HP. Come on. Does Bordon perceive this robot as evil? I mean, he's trying to kill me. Sure. So... Sounds like an evil guy. It sounds like he's enforcing the law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your standout. Buddha, 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 that bitch. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how, I, like, I don't think you know how it works. So, I mean, no, I, can I don't. Just but cast it, you know, like that. Borda needs to be stationary if he wants his stand to work. Does he have like that battle casting thing that would allow him to do that anyway? So, that's not a bad idea. So, Lucas, can I cast Garden of Faith right in front of him? Is it possible? So is that your stand or is that the symbol? It's it's the one that is like a totem. Okay, yeah. Okay. So this symbol of Mons Regnum appears and TI it kind of shocks you a bit as this magical symbol just like suddenly appears right near you. And because you were looking over at Bordon, and it's glowing with this radiant energy pouring outward. And we go from Bordon's to Kelsar. Kelsar, Draxir just disappeared, Enzi disappeared, Ronnie booked it. You're kind of standing there. You see Ronnie still running, like in the distance. I, uh, I'm gonna follow Ronnie, because I'm assuming that Draxir uh, took him. So you just start barreling after him. You, you also knock over some guards. You hear an old woman's voice. Seize them! 
and you hear a number of soldiers just swearing and shouting. So you use your full movement, you catch up to Ronnie as Ronnie is running, his pompadour is bouncing, his suit is glistening, and it goes to, we'll skip over, MZ, T.I. Okay. So he was 30 feet away from me. I'm assuming the horse is still galloping. You need to make a dexterity saving throw as his, his totem appeared. A 17? Mordon? 18 in totem. It's 16. <laughs> <laughs> this beam of radiant energy comes towards you, T.I. You just skirt around it as it burns your side and you take 10 points of damage. And he didn't stop, like, running so he he's just like kept running we will see what are you doing ti if the horse is still galloping then i'm still running i don't know how possible this is but i want to cast jump Mm -hmm. and jump to the horse Mm. yeah and be on the horse with him all right (laughs) roll me that acrobatics you're going to break iron hide no it's just you and me now and iron hide. <laughs> You're like a 400 pound robot. Uh, my acrobatics. <laughs> 29. <laughs> 29. <laughs> this robot jumps. Bordon, you're holding onto the side of Ironhide. You're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's like you're, you're watching this beam shoot out. You can't quite see. And suddenly, this shadow starts to form over you. And you're like, what? As this robot slams onto Ironhide. Ironhide's a pony. Now, he's magical pony, but he is a pony. We had a, like a 6'2 six, six robot just crash down on him from like 30 feet. So you all just start tumbling your pony whinnies as uh, it takes damage. I'm going to roll some D6 for all of you. Onlookers hold up a 10. Yeah. <laughs> 9.3. All three of you take 10 points of damage as you smash through a number like there's like a little patio set you smash through it hitting into walls Ordon, you hear ironhide whinny out in pain but uh they're still there they haven't turned back into a figurine yet you see the ocean is glittering just in the distance as it's maybe uh like maybe another 90 feet away you could just if you could just get there your pony is crying out ti is that your full turn the scene that I picture in my head is now that there's this pony that's slightly getting up. Oridon's on one side, I'm on the other, and we're just standing like slumped over ourselves, looking at each other, and I say, <laughs> this is the end. Wait, what was T.I.'s, uh, his eyes are like... He has a single LED that bounces back and forth between <laughs> a visor. <laughs> You're looking at this janky robot that is covered in mithril plating, which... It's like the two don't seem to go together, the design of this robot (laughs) and the expensive materials going in. And his hair is dreadlocks, but it's actually cable locks. So it's just a bunch (laughs) of wires that are like, that are like dreadlocks. Mm. So it's Cyrex. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. From Mortal Kombat. (laughs) His name stands for, was it Texas Instrument? Yeah. (laughs) T-A-H. Yeah, it's a Texas instrument. Uh, he's the 300 and something version after the TI-83 calculator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
nice. My uh, personality trait says I am a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, you are barreling through this crowd. You see there's an open door. There's some Gith Yankees standing outside. They're all looking around. There's people just like shouting and wondering what's going on. You see that uh, Kalsar caught up to you as well. Okay. Uh, that open door, I can't see anything inside. It's just a big open door. What kind of what kind of building is this? Yeah, you see, like, there's, like, a counter. It might be, like, a store or something. Oh, okay, it's a smaller door. Uh, yeah, I'm running in there. Okay. You crash into this door. Like, you knock over a little stand. Uh-huh. Close the door. Do you close it in Kelsar's face? No, 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 no. Mm. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. I'm going to die. <laughs> I do not close the door in his face. Oh, man. (laughs) You look at Kelsar for a minute, you're going to slam the door, and then you're like, "Mm, okay, no way. You do see there are stairs going upstairs, and there's a door going into the back. I'm going to go upstairs. Okay. So you start just hauling up these stairs. Yeah. Draxir, you are dragging along a bumbling MZ. Yes, follow the Ronnie, because I don't know. Yeah, I, I would just keep following him for now, because I don't really know what better thing to do. I don't really know the area. All right, you run after that glittery boy. He's going up the stairs. Like, you rush into the store. Another stand gets knocked over. The thing's like, what? And we go to Borodon. Borodon, you're laying on the ground, looking over, and this robot is looking over at you. We're going to have our epic showdown, Borodon. <laughs> <laughs> just Game of Thrones it. Jump up and punch him. It's pretty much one-sided. Yeah, showdown, but... uh, You did 10 damage to him. Yeah, it was like 20 in total. Yeah. Like, I took half of my HP in one hit. Now that I know that he is, um... Like a mechanical creature... Mm -hmm. Can I use age object? Yes, you can. Oh my god. What part of him are you aiming at specifically? This fucking hand. T.I., did I give you resistance or higher than that? Uh, you gave me immunity to chronomancy. So you start <laughs> aiming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh no, we lost both of them. This is literally Joey Wheeler <laughs> using Time Wizard against Bandit Keith. <sighs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> he left. I hope we get him back. Gordon, <laughs> come back. Gordon, <laughs> we need you to finish the game. <laughs> I know. I'll still let him have an action, but... I guarantee the first thing he says when he sits back down will be like, Fuck you, Lucas. Probably. <laughs> Probably needs a minute. Oh, he's getting some water. <laughs> I got some water. <laughs> getting some rage water. I thought about getting some water. <laughs> <laughs> Just All to right. go down. Yeah. So You're... you gave you gave him. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this whole adventure <laughs> is like how to fuck Bordon in Listen, the butt. Your spell is a bonus action, though, so you still have your oh, regular so I... action. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a person. He's basically time cop, and then you tried to use time <laughs> magic on time cop. Yeah, that probably doesn't fly. Well, it, it does inside my head. I mean. <laughs> He's meant to hunt down, like, people who manipulate time. Well. You still have all your spells, though. You have all your cleric abilities, if you want to use anything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ability to die. You beat a god's ass <laughs> the last episode. I, I did, <laughs> I did, but I wasn't being targeted by him. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's my special power, being, like, small and compact. You also beat the shit out of Oblivion, too. So, I mean, let's let's see you flex those cleric muscles. Okay, so I use Spirit Guardian. Okay. So, T.I., you watch as Bordon holds on to his symbol, looking at you. First, he reaches out his hand, and then in shock, he realizes this chronomancy isn't working. You feel for the first time this hourglass inside you spin. And then you see Bordon then snap his fingers, and you watch smashing through this pillar of light is this dwarf. He is literally made out of gems. He's incredibly buff. He has like an eight pack of diamonds. He has a love and hate on each of his fists. And he has these giant gem wings and this magnificent like emerald beard. And each each one of like the dreadlocks has like a, a ring with like different <laughs> stones. The stance he takes is an unnatural arcing of the back as he points down towards you. Bordon <laughs> <laughs> summons his stand. So that will activate on T.I.'s turn. So, Helsar, you, I imagine you're following the others? Yeah, I'm going to follow them, but I'm going, as I get through the door, before I go upstairs, I want to barricade the door behind me. Sure. So you just quickly start pushing stuff in the way of it. The shopkeeper's freaking out, doesn't understand what's happening, but he doesn't really want to get in your way. Yeah. And you hear, like, the sounds of Draxir and MZ going up the stairs, but you don't see them, but you just figure they're there. Yeah. And you start hearing, like, people shouting on the other side of the door. Still a ways away, though. And we go to TI. Make me a wisdom saving throw. I don't remember how it exactly works, but my favorite enemy is the Borodon family. I know I get some sort of saving throws against... Is that a ranger thing? I like mean... Invaded? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't choose that. That was Dave. <laughs> That's so unfair. I've killed T.I. so many times because he's only useful against one thing. I don't care. I only have like three lives. I don't have 200. How many? <laughs> I mean, once I kill you, my mission's complete. It's true. Favorite enemy... Choose the type. You gain advantage on wisdom survival checks to track him. Okay, so no. Yeah, no. So no, nothing for his spells. Okay, so wisdom saving throw, you said. Ten. Roll that damage. Eighteen points of damage. So these fists just come flying. <laughs> these gemstones. Love, hate, love, hate, love, hate. <laughs> they come down on you. <laughs> You see imprinted on T.I.'s armor every so everywhere it just says love and hate all over him. <laughs> oh, so are the are the knuckles like backwards so that whenever it hits it does leave? Yeah, love. Of that's right. <laughs> yeah. It, it they're magical, so when yeah. when you're looking at it or when it's you know like when it's hitting, okay. yeah. either way. We put, yeah. <laughs> we put more effort into board on stand than we do with like most things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is my turn that this happened on? Yeah, so you still have your full turn. Okay, so is this a creature that's, like, on me to where I have to disengage? 
No, he's like a spell. He's like a, it's just like a guardian that like hovers around him. But you only have half of your speed now. Yeah. Okay. Then I will go into my melee fighting thing where I attack with my short sword and my hand crossbow using my crossbow expertise or crossbow expert feat. Okay. Short sword will be 21 and the crossbow will be eight. And four slashing damage. <laughs> I started <laughs> laughing. Corridon laughs in game. As he's like, he gets cut, he's bleeding. He's like, ah. <laughs> I notice how Bordon's been going more and more Palpatine as we've been progressing through this campaign. <laughs> Absolute. <laughs> 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 And when I see that I didn't do that much damage, that I was just basically slashing off of his uh, armor and like doing dents into it, mm. I use my bonus action to do cunning action to disengage 15 feet away. But then I use action surge from oh my, my fighter God. class. <laughs> <laughs> And the heavy crossbow comes up on the arm and I fire from a distance. Uh, the attack will be 18. So that's a miss. All right. So Bordon, you're, you're laughing and everything. You're like, haha, I'm going to win. And this thing, it literally ricochets like off your helmet. And <laughs> you're like, fool. <laughs> it's just like this like <laughs> nick on the part near your eye. Like, I I've been laughing on blows. Wouldn't I laugh, you know, like, gonna miss? I guess I would. <laughs> you notice that your target has lost his sanity. Uh, it seems to be stress-related. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then we go from T.I. to Ronnie. Uh, you hear the sound of people, like someone moving a bunch of furniture against a door outside. Is there a window facing out towards the courtyard? Yes. If I look out there, do I see any, like, guards chasing us or anything? You see a couple are starting to mm -hmm. move towards where you're at, but the majority all got blinded, so they're they're still blinded for, like, another two rounds. Okay. If I look on the other side, is there anything that would let me get up to a roof? Like a building right near you? Yeah, something like that. Like, could I, could I climb out a window and onto a roof? You can Assassin's Creed it where you'd be like kind of like shimmying along like a ledge because it's all really gothic architecture, so it's all really yeah, pointed yeah. out, a lot of ledges. How, how tall are these buildings? The one that you're at is about two stories, but there's like... Okay. I'll say the, the one beside it is about the same. Okay. Well, I'm going to try and go out, if I can go out a window and try and, yeah, shimmy up a... Yeah, make me an acrobatics check. I got seven. Oh, God. Uh, make me a dexterity saving throw. I got a 10. Yeah, so Draxir, you make it up there. You're standing there with MZ. Kelso, you're just coming in. You watch as Ronnie goes out the window to go and, like, shimmy out. And he goes, huh! and then you watch as he just falls down outside. Ronnie, you take four points of damage as you just, like, okay. kind of fall down onto the, the cement below. Right, but I'll be on the opposite side. I'll have a build between me and the guard still. You're just, like, in an alleyway then. Yeah. So we go from Ronnie to Drexia. I'm going to just uh, say to Kalsar, Kalsar, MZ and I are invisible and we're going to follow along with you. Let's get out of here. And then... So there's the window leading out into the alley that Ronnie fell out of. Yeah. 
I guess we'll also kind of like I will, I might I'll leave MZ where he stands. Mm. I'll also I'll kind of like try to jump out the window. So you guys all start shimmying out this window into the alley, following Ronnie as Ronnie's kind of limping along, and you guys uh, start leaving as MZ are slowly regaining your sight, and we go to would have been Bordon. So Bordon, you are looking at Ti. Ti's 15 feet away from you. So what I was going to do right now is, because Ti actually hit me, I, I'm just going to roll. I should have rolled it back then, but I just need to roll my concentration. Um, okay, so I got 15. Yeah, so you, you hold on to the spell. So I cast Spiritual Weapon as like a fourth level spell. Okay. Now it deals 2d8 per turn, and I cast behind him, I cast uh, like that like that guardian. The totem? Yeah, yeah the totem. So this weapon just suddenly appears, brandishing out of the air. You can roll to hit with it, since you can attack in the same turn it summoned, as well as this totem appears right beside T.I. I got 11. So you just like kind of clang off his head, and his head twitches a little bit to the side and cocks back up. So T.I., I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw and a dexterity saving throw. Wisdom is 19. Okay. Dexterity saving throw is 10. Yeah, so it took 20. and um, But I think you evaded um, the guard. Does he take half damage from that or no damage? Oh, half as much damage. So you can't run from it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run from me. 27 points of damage and his speed is half. 27 points of damage and my speed is halved. Yeah. Okay, so what did the what did the wisdom success do then? That half to, so you took 7 from the the guardian and then 20 from the totem that's near you. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So he's got like two he's got three spells around you basically. And this okay. is what he keeps doing to my bad guys. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm not the one making the rules, right? You were supposed to take his staff. (laughs) (laughs) So, T.I., you get punched. But you manage to evade some of them, and then this beam shoots out at your back, and you feel this burning. If he's going to stay in melee range with me, uh, then I will bring out the short sword and hand crossbow again. Okay. And I will attack and not use any of my actions because I need the bonus action for the crossbow shot. Yep. So rolled it. The sword is going to be 17. Okay. Uh I think it's a miss, right? Yeah. Hand crossbow is a 21. That's it. And that will be six damage piercing. And then I imagine you disengage. Actually, no. I forgot that I'm level five ranger as well. So I have an extra attack. Oh, I'm going to swing the short sword again. And that's a 19, 13 plus 6. That's yeah. it. And then the short sword damage is an additional 5 slashing. So that turn, I don't remember what I said for the hand crossbow. But it was 6. That's five. 6. Yeah. So you just start attacking him, Bordon. I need a concentration. I got 11. Bordon, it is your go. So TI is still in front of you. Uh, you have these spells going. You can attack with your sword if you want. No, I... I don't. 
I'm I'm a merciful person on that. So three. It's going to be D twenty plus eight, I think. Yeah, your proficiency in wisdom. So uh, I got fourteen. All right, so clangs once more off Ti. He didn't try to disengage, right? So I'll just try to keep, like, uh, on a melee. Yep. Like close to him. Okay, so as a bonus action, I cast Sanctuary. Good luck. On yourself. Okay. <laughs> So this, this glow appears around you and you feel this aura of protection. So then T.I. has to make a wisdom saving throw to attack you. Yeah. So now, with my actual action, I just use cure wounds uh, on myself. Okay. Alright, roll that healing. So I use it as a fifth level spell. Okay. I, I got healed like by 27. So you feel your wounds closing up. Uh, a little bit more life flows into you, and it goes to Ti. So we need a Dexterity saving throw and a Wisdom saving throw. Dexterity is twenty-two, and then the Wisdom is a nineteen. So half damage on both. So ten plus seven. How are you looking, Ti? There are definitely some hydraulic joints that are breaking. Uh, that are bent and can't move as much. Mm-hmm. Some wires have come loose and snap. Some lights are flickering and they shouldn't be. They weren't before. He's looking pretty pretty bad. What would T.I. do at this moment? Okay. T.I. is going to use his bonus action to use cunning action to disengage. Okay. That'll get me 15 feet out, I believe, from Borodon. And how far do I have to be to get out of the Spirit Guardian's slowness thing? You are outside of it. And then I use my action to dash, moving 60 feet total. Hopefully we're in a street or something, right? Yep. And so I use 30 to go down one, down the road, and then 30 to go into an alleyway zigzagging in our retreat. Bordon, do you choose to go after him or not? Of course. Okay. So each of you roll me two athletic checks. Can I use acrobatics instead? Yeah, you can like parkour it. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. I got a 23 and a 21. And I got a 22 and a 13. So you keep up with TI for a little bit, but naturally TI is always going to have more movement on top of you, and you just eventually start losing him as he starts leaping across buildings. But what I was going to do is I would I would cast... Haste on yourself? Yeah, haste. So just to keep up with him. Okay, then each of you roll me two more then, and we'll see what happens. I mean, of course, he will be faster than me, but my hatred, it goes beyond that. Um, first one's a 13, second one is a, is a 28. Yeah, 14 and 12, so yeah, not... Bordon, you hasten yourself as you are running through the crowds, you're running through alleyways as TI is leaping across buildings, leaping through areas... And you keep up with him for some time, but eventually this robot evades you as you find yourself winded. You aren't as hurt as much because you healed yourself up, but you just kind of find yourself just standing in the middle of the market of Sanctuary, looking around as you see just 
swarms upon swarms of members of the Shining God praising and shouting <laughs> at the sky. Can I use, like, that um, that spell, like, to, I don't know, like, propel my, my voice? I don't know what it's called. Thaumaturgy? Yeah, I want to, to use Thaumaturgy and, and scream with, like, all the strength that I have, like, in my lungs. Mm. Your mother was a clock! <laughs> <laughs> and all these uh, there's just swarms of cultists praising the sky talking about the shining god you shout this as many like dozens upon dozens of members of the congregation turn all towards you and you hear Oboridon <laughs> and we'll stop it I am Quintos, I'm the real one I consume all of my clones There's no clones, it's just me You will never call me Gary Oh, what's this? It looks like a dismantled, disgusting robot Oh, poor robot, you probably were just like all the other robots, but you wanted to be different. I understand this. Oh, Quintos understands this. Maybe we can fix you. I think I can. Dragging a robot, stealing a wheelbarrow, taking them back to the headquarters. I'm sure there's going to be zero repercussions for this. Oh, I'm so excited. I've always wanted to build a robot. And now I can. I have to make it different. I have to make it unique. It cannot be like the others. Nope, 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 nope. This is exciting. I see you're still operational. You're staring at me with a glowing eye. Boop, boop. It's going right across your face, but you are in shreds, my friend. There is such little left of you, but there's so much blood. Why is there blood on you? Oh, maybe you were consuming people for batteries. Were you consuming people for batteries? You were, weren't you? I see it. I saw the corpses around you. Three people, villagers. Just innocent townsfolk. Your cores went under their skin. You ate them. A machine that eats people or power. You consumed them so your battery would keep charging. You consumed living creatures so that you may continue your hunt. 
Isn't that just the most unique thing? That's fun. <laughs> Almost at the headquarters. <laughs> Not my wheelbarrow. <laughs> Who are my? <laughs> I am Quintos. Oh my, you see Borodon, the, there's a sassy prince in there, but that was quite a fight, whoa. Whew, I, I hope Death Shift's gonna be alright, because not only are they dealing with killer robots, but they're, they're dealing with just so much going on. Like, if that gift Yankee Queen gets a hold of them, oh, there is some danger that is lurking on every side of Death Shift. They never really get much of a break, if you think about it. It'd be nice if they just got like, oh no, you, the place you're going is a vacation resort. Ah, oh, shucks. You know, no one ever gives them something like that. But I suppose that's what it means to be an adventurer. That's why they get paid the big bucks. All right, travelers. If you enjoyed our story and, and you want to, to toss a review our way, we would greatly appreciate it because it, it helps us understand that not only are there people out there listening to this because uh, we see the numbers but often don't have uh, words to put to the numbers. Uh, so just hop on over to the iTunes or even the Podchaser and you can uh, put a review in there. Podchaser is just a, a website so you don't actually need to like download iTunes or anything. You can, you can hop on over there and put one on. And if you want some super sweet ballad merch, we got Death Shift shirts, we have ballad shirts, we have all sorts of stuff, head on over to our website where we have all sorts of great goodies. Just click on the store and it'll take you to our Threadless store. And one other announcement, travelers, they're handing me a piece of paper. Uh, oh, our Patreon has changed too. Pay what you want. We know that these times are quite difficult on a lot of people, and we want to share the bonus content that we're creating for, for everyone, and we want a great opportunity out there for, for people to enjoy this. So you can go onto our Patreon, and, and you choose the amount that you would like to pay. The minimum is $1, and after that, it's it's up to you what you would like to, to contribute. All the money goes towards helping us uh, pay for hosting, sweet sound effects like you heard on this episode, music, artwork, all that good stuff, upgrading equipment. So head on over to our Patreon. We have audio dramas, one-shots, character journal entries. We have it all. There's so much there. So head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash balladseven-dice. Oh, travelers, that's quite a bit for this one. All right. I am going... We can take it out because it's rainy outside and it makes me a little bit sleepy. Oh god, does that mean I'm old? Oh, I don't like that. Alright, travelers. I bid you all adieu. Hey, listeners. My name is Dave Cole, and I'm the dungeon master and host of a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called... Ah, wait, Dave. Say no more. They'll be enchanted by one of my songs, and then they'll be hooked. No, they want to hear about how we slay great beasts. No, they want to hear about magic and sorcery and spellcasting. They will listen for the story, the rich history, the lore, or we can just roll the dice and let fate decide. You're right. If you haven't listened to The Four Orbs yet, find us at www.fourorbs.org or whatever podcast app you use. 